0: Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dinan. This week, we are joined by Carroll's senior running back, Evan Harris. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optima Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School.
1: For the final regular season game of the 2019 season, the Chargers hosted the Wayne Generals. Even though Wayne entered the game winless at 0-7, don't let that fool you. The Generals were conference runner-up last season and returned talent at the skilled positions, especially at running back. To start the game, the Charger defense forced two three-and-outs to give the Charger offense a short field both times. On both possessions, the Charger offense looked flat and were able to get the ball inside the 15-yard line, but had to settle for a pair of Trevor Horton field goals that put the Chargers ahead 6-0. Trevor has been outstanding this season, hitting 7 of his 11 field goal attempts. After Horton's second field goal, the Generals did their best to tie the game up, but Wayne fumbled at the 1 and defensive lineman Wes Stevens recovered the football in the end zone for a touchback. Here's SummitCitySports.com's Tim Atkinson with the call.
2: First and goal. There's more in motion. He's going to hand off to Fields. Why not? Fields fumbled, and it's in the end zone. And an unlucky break for Wayne. And the fumble recovering the end zone for Carroll. Great job by the defense. Recovered by Seen it both 61, times, bending but season. not breaking. And a heartbreaker for Wayne.
1: Two drives later, Wayne was able to tie it up on an 80-yard touchdown run. On the ensuing kickoff, Leighton Mitchell returned the ball to the General 40-yard line. In four plays later. Quarterback Jeffrey Becker hit tight end Eddie Bransfield for a 12-yard TD pass to make the score 13-6, Chargers at the half.
2: Play action. Bransfield. What a catch by the tight end from 12 yards out. Eddie Bransfield. I mentioned him in the opener. Uh, Needs to get some touches here. He's a great target for this Chargers squad. Let's take another look at it. Traction Athletic Performance Replay. 207 on the clock. Bransfield on this near side. Becker, and what an adjustment. My Bransfield, the ball was thrown behind him. He turned around, snatched it with both hands, fell into the end zone for the first touchdown for head coach Doug Dynan and the Carroll Chargers.
1: Wayne received the second half kickoff and scored a touchdown on a spectacular 65-yard run on the first play from scrimmage to make the score 13-12 in favor of the Chargers. After that play, the Charger defense stiffened for the remainder of the game and held the Wayne offense to three punts and a turnover on downs. On Carroll's first possession of the fourth quarter, the Chargers marched 64 yards, capped off with a 17-yard TD pass from Becker to Tyler Morrison to put the game away at 22-12.
2: First and 10. On the 16, 17-yard line, Becker. Nearside, touchdown to number three, Tyler Morrison for the score, Carroll put six on the board. Becker to Morrison, touchdown, touchdown. touchdown up seven with 7.02 left in this ballgame. Traction athletic performance replay, Becker throws a strike and wide open is Morrison for the easy grab.
1: For the game, Becker was 16 of 32 for 179 yards and two touchdowns. For the season, Jeffrey has thrown for 1,528 yards, 14 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. He has also rushed for 494 yards and five more touchdowns this season. Running back Evan Harris rushed 16 times for 87 yards against Wayne. For the season, Evan has rushed for 429 yards and has averaged a healthy 5.72 yards per carry. Wide receiver Bowden Height caught seven passes for 61 yards. Tyler Morrison caught two passes, including the one touchdown. And tight end Eddie Bransfield caught four passes for 35 yards, including his first touchdown of the season. Leading wide receiver Leighton Mitchell caught two balls for 54 yards. Leighton has 630 receiving yards and has caught eight touchdown passes this season. Defensively, linebacker Matthew Ottenweller had nine tackles against Wayne. Matthew has a team-leading 47 tackles so far this season, 16 of them being a tackle for a loss of yards. Matthew is tied with defensive lineman Larry Seibel for the team lead in quarterback sacks with six. Cornerback Ray Volmer had 5 tackles against the general. Ray is tied with fellow defensive backs Tucker Steely and Kay Dynan for the team lead in interceptions with 3. The 6 and 3 Chargers have an off week before they play the 7 and 2 Snyder Panthers at Spoller Stadium on November 1st in the opening round of the 6A sectional number 3. In week 2, the Panthers defeated the Chargers 21 to 20. After this message from the Charger Game Day Store, we will hear what Coach Dinan
0: has to say about the game against Wayne. Attention, Charger fans. Do you know how to get Charger gear for yourself or your family? The Charger Game Day Store is your one-stop shop for high-quality Charger items of all kinds. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, flags, blankets, jackets, stickers, and much more. Visit us at all home varsity football games in the store located near the scoreboard or inside during all home volleyball games and boys and girls basketball games. If those times don't work, shopping by appointment can be an option. Be sure to mark your calendar for the sixth annual Charger Blue Christmas Sale that will take place on Saturday, December 14th from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Check the Charger Game Day Store website on a link from the Athletic webpage to check out what we have to help you get your Charger gear on. All
1: right, welcome back everybody. You know, as I mentioned on the uh, the recap earlier, just the team came out flat, and uh, but they rose to the occasion um, after Wayne brought the score back to thirteen to twelve. The boys shut them down. So, Coach, what was your perspective from the sideline? Well,
3: I think that you're you're spot on that uh, we were flat. We didn't come out with a lot of energy. We didn't come out um, and take care of the game as we should have at the beginning. Uh, we had a couple of scoring opportunities in the first half that we had to settle for field goals instead of scoring in the red zone. We gave up a couple of big plays and we had a little heart to heart. We had a little conversation at halftime that, uh, that I think that, you know, you know, roused the feathers a little bit. But uh, and the, after that first play that Wayne scored in the second half, you know, I think that, you know, the perspective changed and, and we flipped the switch on and from that point on, we, we played entirely different. Our defense played entirely different. And that was the defense that we have recognized all year long. And they didn't do anything after that point. And so, you know, a win's a win. You know, every team in the conference has, has very good athletes. Every team in the conference, you know, has has speed. And, and that's one of the, the big things about the SAC. You can't take a week off. You've got to play at a high level every week. And, you know, Wayne showed that as well. You know, even though that they haven't won a game, you know, they've got a running back. Uh, Fields, kid, is a, is a very, very good running back and probably one of the best running backs that we'll see all year. And and they can make big plays, you know, at the at the drop of a hat.
1: Yeah, and they have size. I mean, they had some big wide receivers and, um, you know, Fields was pretty big. But the, the opening touchdown in the second half, you know that's going to come across as you know, hey, we came out flat again, we weren't ready to play. That's not the case. That kid, uh, Sean Collins, that was a fantastic run. If you get a chance to go back and and watch the the YouTube play of it from SummitCitySports dot com, that's just an incredible all out effort, and that kid earned all sixty five of those yards. So I want to say hats off to him because it was a pretty amazing run.
3: Yeah, without without question. Sean, Sean Collins is a good player, and he's only a sophomore, you know. And unfortunately, we've got to face him for another two years. You know, he, <clears throat> excuse me, he breaks contain. You know that play starts out to the left, and he breaks contain, and uh, a couple of guys miss miss some plays, and and uh, he cuts all the way back and runs down the their sidelines, and then cuts back again, and picks up a good block you know, down on about the 10-yard line and cuts back again to, to make a very, very good play, you know. But that kind of was the, the point to where, you know, I think that uh, reality, you know, struck our players in the face and they said, okay, it's time to go. It's time to be serious. And we played a lot better at that point.
1: You know, I want to say hats off to your kids to rise to that occasion because it's tough once you don't put them away and, you know, you're giving that other team a little bit of, of hope. A little belief that they can beat you, and then that game gets, you know, gets to thirteen to twelve, and you are like, uh oh. And they put the hammer down, and they they found a way to score one more time to put the, the kind of seal the game, and then you know the defense rose to the occasion as we've seen all year. It's almost like the the recurring theme of every show that we do and every game is how well this defense plays, and I just hope they continue as we make a good tournament run.
3: It and and my hat goes off to you know, the entire program and, you know, mainly the seniors, you know, because, you know, they have made a choice. They have made a choice this year to practice at a high level, to play at a high level, be committed to each other and, and do things that that sometimes is, is expected, you know, but they're doing things at a different level. And, you know, 6-3 and three is is a remarkable season. It really is. You know, we've got, you know, three losses, you know, one point to Snyder, seven points to Dwanger, you know, and, and the loss to Homestead. And, you know, you look back at where we were at last year at this time when we we're having that conversation. And and this group has made a choice to to be different and to play different and to have a relationship that is different. And that's that makes, you know, that big change from from, you know, the eighteenth season to the nineteenth season.
1: Yeah. He doubles your win total. It's just, it's fantastic. So, all right, when we get back from the break, we're going
0: to hear from senior running back Evan Harris. OPS optimum performance sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll high school from diagnosing, repairing and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting edge training programs. Optimum performance sports is proud to be a partner with charger athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.OptimumPerformanceSports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. All
1: right, welcome back, everyone. This week's special player guest is senior running back Evan Harris. Evan, welcome to the show.
4: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: So, Evan, uh, this is your first year as a starter. Uh, what's it like being the starting running back for the Carroll Chargers?
4: Oh, it's been great all season. Um, It's really put me in a role to help motivate guys a little bit more than as I would as a player, not playing as much. And I really think I've helped made an impact on some of the offensive guys, especially, and it's really been great so far this season.
1: Now I think you're, you're pretty lucky. I think our offensive line has run or has done their job very, very well. So and we've been able to run between the tackles, and we've been able to run on in to the outside where you know Bransfield and others are able to uh, to seal the edge. So, talk about the play of your offensive line.
4: Oh, they've been great all season. They they worked hard starting from the very beginning of summer all the way to now, starting at the playoffs. Um, they they've done an absolutely wonderful job for me and Jeff, uh, making sure there's holes where there should be, making sure we're protecting Jeffrey when we need to. They've done an outstanding job.
1: Now, offensively, we typically have kind of a three-pronged attack, and we use almost all of them equally. Uh, we have a passing game, and traditionally we're very good with our passing game, both with the deep ball and with the the short to intermediate ones. Uh, we also typically have a running quarterback, and we have that this year with uh, Jeffrey Becker. And then we usually feature kind of a quick and steady running back, I and mean, you are a perfect example of that. So, we don't have running backs that typically, you know, that'll run for a thousand yards or so, but they're typically in that 500 to 800 yards, and you're riding in that area. And so, to tell us about how kind of the question I'm looking for here is, you know, what's it like to be a running back in a true spread offense where the ball is kind of shared? where typically you think, you know, we live in Big Ten country where you have a running back who's getting a ton of carries. So what's that like?
4: Uh, well, so far this year, I've kind of had to become more of a diverse running back, if you will. Um, I've had to obviously be able to run the ball, but then they've also used me out of the backfield a little bit to catch the ball as well because that play uh, throwing the ball plays such a large role in our offense. But, um, yeah, so I've had to really – really kind of change up my game a little bit from what I'm used to, but I think I've made a pretty decent adjustment so far. Um, but it's it's great having some of those guys like Layton and Bowden on the outside that can make such big plays on the ball, especially with Jeffrey being back there. He has the ability to run the ball too. It's, it's been great so far this season.
1: Well, I think that diversity that you talked about is real important with us. Um, and I specifically did want to talk about how well that you have caught the ball out of the backfield. That's been a secret weapon. Has that been the part of your game that you've had to work on the most? Is catching the ball?
4: Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. Um, before this year, I honestly kind of struggled a little bit with catching the ball, and uh, Coach Ingram's done a great job with helping me adjust to that and really, uh, really capitalize on the on the times that Jeffrey does throw to me, so I can catch the ball, get upfield, and get get as many yards as I can.
1: You know, from from my experience of, of being around the football team for close to ten years now. Uh, this might be one of the seasons where we've thrown it to the running back the most. Um, you know, we've been lucky to have some really good ones, but I, I just don't remember us throwing this often to to a running back. And um, so, what's been your favorite catch that you've made? Can you remember the game and, and the play?
4: Um, probably the most recent game against Wayne. We ran uh, what we call Cougar, which is basically um, basically an arrow out of the backfield for the running back. Ran out of the backfield. I saw Jeffrey looking for his read at Bowden, and he didn't like it, so he threw the ball over to me. uh, Caught the ball, got upfield for a half-decent game, got the first down, and uh, it kind of pushed over the drive a little bit, kept us us rolling. And I think that might be one of my favorite catches that I have so far.
1: I remember that one well. I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, another important thing that a running back must do, and especially in our offense, is you have to be an effective pass blocker. So tell us about how we develop running backs as pass blockers and how you have done it uh, specifically.
4: Uh, well, during practice, uh, we've dedicated one to two indie periods per week, which those are like the separate times we have, like as running backs and like we have with the receiver coach. Um, we've dedicated one to two periods per week on just solely blocking. And we'll uh, set up some cones and we'll just go through and really make sure we shoot our hands through and make good contact on the on the defender. And it's, it's really helped my pass blocking ability so far this year.
1: One of the things that we've talked about often, and I think you as a player would have recognized this, is how well the Charger defense have played. Now, you're an offensive player, so you're not out there part of the defense and helping them out in that regard. But what does the play of the defense mean to the offensive player?
4: Oh, they've, they've done a great job all season. They've forced turnovers, forced quick green outs. Good field position for the offense. I mean, even keeping points off the board, that's one thing they've done great all season. They've really opened up a lot of opportunities for the offense to succeed. And even if we aren't able to score on a drive, they keep the opposing team out of the end zone. And that takes a little bit of pressure off of us. So it's it's been nice so far.
1: So you've been a four-year player in the program. And now it's your senior year. And there's just, you know, at a minimum, there's one game left, and at a maximum, there's you know four or five. So what has it meant to you to be a member of the football team?
4: It's been outstanding. I've been able to work with some of the best coaches in the area, and they've provided me an opportunity to grow on and off the field. We've had some good equipment, um, great coaches uh, that other schools might not have, and I'm very fortunate for that. Um, I've made some great friends and built bonds with all the guys over the past couple of years, but um, overall, I've learned some valuable lessons from players and coaches that I can hopefully use as I move forward outside of football.
1: Now, out of your entire four years with the program, who has been your favorite teammate?
4: Over the past four years, I'd probably have to say Jack Miguel. Um, his senior year is my sophomore year, so I was just starting to kind of get introduced into the varsity practices a little bit more, and uh, he really helped bring me into the group. He was also a great leader and a great motivator to everyone on the field and made sure everyone gave 100% on every play, whether it was in a game or in practice.
1: Jack Miguel was a special man. Actually, he still is a special man. Um, uh, Listeners, if you're not familiar with Jack, uh, as a senior, Jack was a quarterback of probably, I would say, the funnest season. I think the kids won eight games. Every game was crazy exciting. Jack played really well, but uh, the best part about Jackie is the leadership that Evan is talking about. And in fact, he was an early graduate from Carroll High School, joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL, and um, I believe he's accomplished that. So that's an excellent choice, Evan. Now, out of all the coaches that you've had, who has been your favorite to work with?
4: Well, as a running back, I've really only worked with two coaches. That'd be Coach Miguel and then as a last year, Coach Ingram. And coach Miguel, he, he did a great job for me. He really taught me everything that I know today. But I would have to say my favorite coach so far is Coach Brock Ingram. This is mostly because I was able to share the field with him at one point, and um, he's been through the practices and all the summer conditioning that everyone's gone through in the program. And uh, He was also in the same position group as me while, while he was here, which you know normally have a little bit of a closer bond with. But, yeah, I'd build a, a really special bond with him. It's, it's made for a really
1: fun year. Yeah, Brock Ingram was one of those same kind of players like uh, Jack was, a leader, a steady influence, and now he's on the coaching staff, and you know those skills of him are are just flourishing. Now, one thing about Coach Ingram, what do you think about that mustache?
4: Oh, I think it's great. He, he looks great with me. He looks a little bit like Mario.
1: <laughs> That's the perfect description. All right, so uh, next week uh, you're going to be facing the Snyder Panthers for the second time. Last year we beat them in week two, lost to them in the sectional. Uh, this, we, this year in week two we lost by one point in a great football game. And, uh, and then this year again we're going to play them in the sectional. So what are you looking for with round two with the Snyder Panthers?
4: We're looking for a great fight. We're ready for the challenge that Snyder presents. We've kept 21 to 20 in the back of our minds all year. We know Snyder's a very well-coached team, and they're a bunch of great athletes that are going to go out there and try their hardest to to move on to the sectional championship, but I think we're in the same situation as them. We're a very well-coached team. We have some great athletes, and we want that sectional championship, so I think it's, it's going to be a really good game.
1: Well, in a few months, you're going to be a graduate of Carroll High School, so what are your plans after graduation?
4: As of right now, I plan on attending college. Um, I'm still a little bit undecided on that, but... I have a couple schools in mind, but I'm probably going to either be studying nursing or criminal justice.
1: Uh, criminal justice. You're going to go on the family business. Uh, your your father is as a
4: sheriff's, sheriff Yeah, he, he sparked a little interest in me uh, with some of the stories he's told and and, and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I, it's it sparked a little bit of an interest for me.
1: Any chance of playing uh, college football in the future? Um,
4: I've thought about it. If the opportunity pre- presents itself, then... I mean, possibly, but if not, no big worry.
1: That's a great attitude to have. I'll have to say something about Evan. I've known his family uh, almost for as long as I've been at uh, at Carroll High School. Uh, his dad has been a resource officer at the school. I was fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you want to look at it, to uh, be the teacher for his um, his older brother. Uh, who, who graduated from IU, is off to a great future. Dylan <laughs> Dylan is actually one of my favorites, as much as a stinker that he is. <laughs> um, and so it's been really fun for me personally to watch Evan grow and become a good football player and has done very well this season. So, Evan, I'm very proud of you. Uh, I know your family's proud of you, and I hope you play tremendous in these next couple of games, And and let's keep this Charger team rolling on. Thanks for being on the show, Evan. Thanks
0: so much. OPS Optimum Performance Sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS Rethink your limits. Well, the regular season is over. Uh, The
1: Chargers are 6 3. They've had a great season, but that means that it's now playoff time. And in Indiana, the top two classes, 6A, of which we're a part of, and 5A, which is a class just below us, those used to be all one class, and a few years ago they split. Because of that split, 6A has no games this week where the other you know, the 1A, the 2A, the 3A, and the, and the 4A teams will have their first opening round game. And in in 5A, there's only a couple of games here and there. They're kind of like bl- uh, play-in games for the larger sectionals. So, for the most part, the two biggest classes have an off week. So, Coach, before we talk about our playoff uh, opponent, the Snyder Panthers, tell us about how you approach this bye week. Yeah, th-
3: there's, a, there's a couple of different approaches that you can have. You know, you could... You know, you could back off, you know, you could change the structure of things, uh, you know, you could limit your contact, uh, you know, you could you could ramp it up. You could teach all fundamentals the entire week, you know, and I think that it, it's all all those perspectives are all realistic. I think they're legitimate. You know, and you have to make a decision. And our decision is that, you know, we're going to take two weeks and we're going to prepare for our 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 round one opponent. which happens to be the Snyder Panthers. And the only difference between this week and any other week that we have is that on Friday our kids are going to have off, and and we're going to let them have that day off. So we will. We always practice light on Mondays. Um, We're heavy on Tuesday and Wednesday, and we're light again on Thursday. And that's going to be our normal routine. Um, At this time of the year, we always back off conditioning a little bit, and we we just press them to to play faster, play harder, and, and condition themselves during practice. If we play at game, if we practice at game speed, then we don't need to condition at the end. So so that's our 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 mantra is that you know we are going to treat you know this bye week you know as any other week would be in the regular season. You know, with the great exception that we're not playing
1: on Friday. I think it's good to give the kids an off night. Um, but not too many during that because you got you want them to keep in that rhythm. But, right. you know, everybody needs an off night uh, here and there. So our upcoming opponent is the Snyder Panthers, who was our week two opponent. Uh, last year, we beat the Panthers in week two, uh, lost to them in the sectional. Uh, this year in week two, we lost uh, by one point in a great football game. Um, this was one where uh, you could probably say that it was uh, Jeffrey Becker's best game, but you know, that had a bunch of back and forth. I mean, that was just a great high school game. And then again, our opening round opponent is the Snyder Panthers. So tell us about how the the Panthers have played after week two. And uh, what do you expect to see from them come next Friday? Well, first, first a
3: little bit about our sectional, you know, and everybody always asks the question, you know, well, how do you feel about the draw? And, you know, that's one of those things in life that you, you cannot control. You know, we talk about controlling the controllables and we cannot control who we draw we can control our preparation you know in, re- in response to that draw that we have you know with a desired outcome that we're going to be successful. but the, the other three teams that are in our section are Snyder Homestead and Noblesville. we know very little bit of, about Noblesville you know they're out of the, the Hoosier Heartland Conference and then they play a lot of good teams. They don't have a great record they only have one win um, and that's who Homestead will open up against. And so we open up against Snyder, and we're going to be on the road at Spuller Stadium. And that's where we played them week two. And, you know, they they are fundamentally sound. Um, from the offensive line to running backs to defensive backs and linebackers, they are fundamentally sound at all positions. And I haven't seen that change, you know, throughout the year. You know, obviously we've we watched multiple games on them. You know, they, they've developed their offensive line to where they are primarily a run team, and they love play action, and their quarterback is doing a nice job of throwing the ball for them as well. <coughs> Excuse me. But we're, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to control control the of scrimmage on the defensive side. And, you know, in the secondary, you know, we're going to have to be able to defend the pass, defend the run. You know, the the recipe is the same. You know, we've got to be physical up front. We've got to be able to control the football. We've got to be able to drive the football. We've got to be more productive in the red zone. And all of those things that we talk about on a weekly basis, you know, it's it's significant now. I mean, if you desire to play deep into the playoffs, if you desire to be a champion within your sectional, it's go time. And it, it is time to play and it's time to rise to another level.
1: Yeah, it's big boy football from here on out. I mean, this is a tough sectional. If you think of the SAC, there's four really good teams: uh, Homestead, Dwinger, Snyder, and us. Three of them are in our sectional. All three teams know that they got to go through each other to get to the championship. Yeah, you know,
3: without question. I mean, it like I said, it doesn't matter who you draw because you know the the teams that are going to compete for the sectional championship are are Homestead and Snyder, and you know whether you know, which opponent we play week one is is insignificant because if, if you want to be sectional champions, you're going to have to play both of them. That's the reality of it. And, you know, our kids are up for the challenge. They really are. They're excited about the opportunity. You know, many people without, throughout Indiana, they keep, you know, crying and pleading and begging for a seated sectional. Well, I don't know how you could have a sectional that we have that is seated any more perfectly than what it is. You know, if you look at the number one team, which obviously is Homestead, and the number four team being Noblesville with only one win, you know those two those two teams would play each other, and that puts number two and three, you know, us and Snyder to play each other in the other side of the bracket as well. So, seeded or not seeded, I mean, it's it's aligned, it's aligned as it probably as it properly should be. So, you know, we're excited. We are. I mean, it. You know, we look back at, at week two, you know, and we saw things that we could have done better. We saw plays that we could have made on both sides of the ball. Um, and and we think that, you know, we have improved and we're looking for the opportunity for a rematch.
1: We've talked about how tough the SAC has been and that every team has good players. So think of the other, you know, eight teams in the conference. Um, and, and we're not going to count, you know, Homestead and Snyder because, you know, we, we play them. We know about them. But – out of the other teams in the conference, who would you expect to have really good tournament runs? Well, I think
3: obviously Gwenger, you know, is probably, you know, one of the favorites, you know, if not the favorite in the North and 5A. You know, they've got a real good football team. Um, I don't know if the Ellinger kid is injured for the remainder of the year or not, but uh, you know that's a, that's significant. But I don't know that it it will break their team if he's not playing, but. They have to be the favorite out of the north, and you know, without question, you know they're they're going to face some teams that come out of the Indianapolis area in 5A with New Palestine. But uh, you know, Concordia, Concordia is is always very good at playoff time. Concordia had a big win this past weekend over Northside, and and I think that they're a team that that has some talent and and has some ability, and and they've got some athletes that they can play deep in the playoffs. But I I think that, you know, teams such as Lures, you know, they're you know, I think that they're playing in two A if I'm not mistaken. But but they've got, you know, a lot of talent and they've got experience and you know, Lures is always that school to when it becomes playoff time, they rise to the occasion every week. And so, you know, those are those are schools that I think that can make deep playoff runs and you know, we hope that we're one of those teams that has that opportunity as well.
1: I got a lot of faith in these kids. They are a very resilient bunch that uh, plays pretty even-keeled and has a tendency to rise to the occasion. So enjoy this bye week and uh, coach these kids up. And come November 1st, let's go take on those Panthers and let's advance. Survive and advance, Coach.
3: Absolutely. Thanks, Andy.
0: We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County schools. Go where the Chargers go.
1: Hey, that was a good show. Yep. We almost sound like we're like professionals on that one. (laughs) We're starting to get good at this. Well, keep winning. We can keep having a few more shows, all right? Exactly right.